Chapter Twenty Four of *The King of Elfland's Daughter* by Lord Dunsany. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twenty Four. Lorelou speaks of Earth and the ways of men. The troll had found Orion in his castle and had laid his plan before him. Briefly, the plan was to have more whips for the pack for one alone could not always guard every hound from straying when they went to the boundary of twilight where but a few yards away lay spaces from which if a hound ever came home as lost towns do at evening it would come home all worn and bedraggled with age for its half hour of straying each hound said lorilou should have its troll to guide it and to run with it when it hunted and be its servant when it came home hungry and muddy and orion had seen at once the unequalled advantage of having each hound controlled by an alert if tiny intelligence and had told lorilou to go for the trolls so now while the hounds were sleeping on boards in a doggy mass in each of their kennels for the dogs and the bitches dwelt each in a separate house the troll was scurrying over the fields we know through twilight trembling on the verge of moonlight with his face turned toward elfland he passed a white farmhouse with a little window towards him that shone bright yellow out of a wall pale blue with a tint that it had from the moon two dogs barked at him and rushed out to chase him and this troll would have tricked them and mocked them on any other day but now his mind was full to the brim with his mission and he heeded them no more than a thistle-down would have heeded them on a windy day of september and went on bouncing over the tips of the grasses till the pursuing dogs were far behind and panting and long before the stars had paled from any touch of the dawn he came to the barrier that divides our fields from the home of such things as him and leaping forward out of the earthly night and high through the barrier of twilight he arrived on all fours on his natal soil in the ageless day of elfland through the gorgeous beauty of that heavy air that outshines our lakes at sunrise and leaves all our colours pale he scampered full of the news he had with which to astonish his kith he came to the moors of the trolls where they dwell in their queer habitations and uttered the squeaks as he went whereby the trolls summon their folk and he came to the forest in which the trolls have made dwellings in bowls of enormous trees and there be trolls of the forest and trolls of the moor two tribes that are friendly and kin and there he uttered again the squeaks of the trolls summons and soon there was a rustling of flowers throughout the deeps of the forest as though all four winds were blowing and the rustling grew and grew and the trolls appeared and sat down one by one near lorilou and still the rustling grew troubling the whole wood and the brown trolls poured on and sat down round lorilou from many a tree bowl and hollows thick with fern they came tumbling in and from the high thin gomacks afar on the moors to name as are named in elfland those queer habitations for which there is no earthly name the odd grey cloth-like material draped tentwise about a pole 
they gathered about him in the dim but glittering light that floated amongst the fronds of those magical trees whose soaring trunks outdistanced our eldest pines and shone on the spikes of cacti of which our world little dreams and when the brown mass of the trolls was all gathered there till the floor of the forest looked as though an autumn had come to elfland strayed out of the fields we know and when all the rustling had ceased and the silence was heavy again as it had been for ages luralu spoke to them telling them tales of time never before had such tales been heard in elfland trolls had appeared before in the fields we know and had come back wondering but luralu amongst the houses of earl had been in the midst of men and time as he told the trolls moved in the village with more wonderful speed than ever it did in the grass of the fields of earth he told how the light moved he told of the shadows he told how the air was white and bright and pale he told how for a little while earth began to grow like elfland with a kinder light and the beginning of colors and then just as one thought of home the light would blink away and the colors be gone he told of stars he told of cows and goats and the moon three-horned creatures that he found curious he had found more wonder in earth than we remember though we also saw these things once for the first time and out of the wonder he felt at the ways of the fields we know he made many a tale that held the inquisitive trolls and gripped them silent upon the floor of the forest as though they were indeed a fall of brown leaves in october that a frost had suddenly bound they heard of chimneys and carts for the first time with a thrill they heard of windmills they listened spellbound to the ways of men and every now and then as when he told of hats there ran through the forest a wave of little yelps of laughter then he said that they should see hats and spades and dog kennels and look through casements and get to know the windmill and a curiosity arose in the forest among that brown mass of trolls for their race is profoundly inquisitive and luralu stopped not here relying on curiosity alone to draw them from elfland into the fields we know but he drew them also with another emotion for he spoke of the haughty reserved high glittering unicorns who tarry to speak to trolls no more than cattle when they drink in pools of ours trouble to speak to frogs they all knew their haunts they should watch their ways and tell of these things to man and the outcome of it would be that they should hunt the unicorns with nothing less than dogs now however slight their knowledge of dogs the fear of dogs is as i have said universal amongst all creatures that run and they laughed gustily to think of the unicorns being hunted with dogs thus luralu lured them toward earth with spite and curiosity and knew that he was succeeding and inwardly chuckled till he was well warmed within for amongst the trolls none goes in higher repute than one that is able to astound the others or even to show them any whimsical thing or to trick or perplex them humorously luralu had earth to show whose ways are considered amongst those able to judge to be fully as quaint and whimsical as the curious observer could wish 
then up spake a grizzled troll one that had crossed too often earth's border of twilight to watch the ways of men and while watching their ways too long time had grizzled him shall we go he said from a woods that all folk know and the pleasant ways of the land to see a new thing and be swept away by time and there was a murmur among the trolls that hummed away through the forest and died out as on earth the sound of beetles going home is it not to-day he said but there they call it to-day yet none knows what it is come back through the border again to look at it and it is gone time is raging there like the dogs that stray over our frontier barking frightened and angry and wild to be home it is even so said the trolls though they did not know but this was a troll whose words carried weight in the forest let us keep to-day said that weighty troll while we have it and not be lured where to-day is too easily lost for every time men lose it their hair grows whiter their limbs grow weaker and their faces sadder and they are nearer still to to-morrow so gravely he spoke when he uttered that word to-morrow that the brown trolls were frightened what happens to-morrow one said they die said the grizzled troll and the others dig in their earth and put them in as i have seen them do and then they go to heaven as i have heard them tell and a shudder went through the trolls far over the floor of the forest and Luralu, who had sat angry all this while to hear the weighty trolls speak ill of earth where he would have them come to astonish them with its quaintness spoke now in defence of heaven heaven is a good place he blurted hotly though any tales he had heard of it were few all the blessed are there the grizzled troll replied and it is full of angels what chance would a troll have there the angels would catch him for they say on earth that the angels all have wings they would catch a troll and smack him for ever and ever and all the brown trolls in the forest wept we are not so easily caught luralu said they have wings said the grizzled troll and all were sorrowful and shook their heads for they knew the speed of wings the birds of elfland mostly soared on the heavy air and eyed everlastingly the fabulous beauty which to them was food and nest and of which they sometimes sang but trolls playing along the border peering into the fields we know had seen the dart and the swoop of earthly birds wondering at them as we wonder at heavenly things and knew that if wings were after him a poor troll would scarcely escape well a day said the trolls the grizzled troll said no more and had no need to for the forest was full of their sadness as they sat thinking of heaven and feared that they soon might come there if they dared to inhabit earth and luralu argued no more it was not a time for argument for the trolls were too sad for reason so he spoke gravely to them of solemn things uttering learned words and standing in reverent attitude 
now nothing rejoices the trolls as learning does and solemnity and they will laugh for hours at a reverend attitude or any semblance of gravity thus he won them back again to the levity that is their natural mood and when this was accomplished he spoke again of earth telling whimsical stories of the ways of man i do not wish to write the things that luralu said of man lest i should hurt my reader's self-esteem and thereby injure him or her whom i seek only to entertain but all the forest rippled and squealed with laughter and the grizzled troll was able to say no more to check the curiosity which was growing in all that multitude to see who it was that lived in houses and had a hat immediately above him and a chimney higher up and spoke to dogs and would not speak to pigs and whose gravity was funnier than anything trolls could do and the whim was on all those trolls to go at once to earth and see pigs and carts and windmills and laugh at man and luralu who had told orion that he would bring a score of trolls was hard set to keep the whole brown mass from coming so quickly changed the moods and whims of the trolls had he let them all have their way there would be no trolls left in elfland for even the grizzled troll had changed his mind with the rest fifty he chose and led them towards earth's perilous frontier and away they scurried out of the gloom of the forest as a whirl of brown oak leaves scurries on days of november's worst end of chapter twenty four luralu speaks of earth and the ways of men